another episode of Traumas and Tequilas. I'm your host, Celeste. That I am, my loves. I wanted to take um, today, um, since it's Thanksgiving, I wanted to touch base with some family members, um, along with myself, on um, childhood trauma and how it has played an impact on us into adulthood. So me personally, I feel like as a child, I've experienced a lot of things. I've seen a lot of things within my home um, from my parents or like from family members. Um, and I didn't think that at the age that I am now that it would have had that big of an impact. Like, for example, um, there were times that, you know, as a young child, once you see like your parents coming in um, with significant others, whether you like them, whether they're um, positive or negative, how they treat your parents has how that significant other treat your parents has a huge impact on how you see love going forward. So if that individual comes into your home and is not treating your, your parent um, correctly or with love or with patience and respect, you're going to go off into the world and into adulthood, assuming that you have to mirror that same exact thing that you saw within your home. You don't know anything aside from that. So for example, if I only knew abuse going outside into the world, that's what I'm going to look for. I'm going to look for abuse. If I'm in my home as a child and I represent or I've seen love, um, patience, I've seen, you know, consistency and stuff like that. That's what I would want within a parent. I mean, I'm not within a parent, within a um, significant other. Um, and as a small child, I didn't realize the impact that it would have, that it would have had. Now that I'm an adult, I see that the people that I tend to choose to date is not because I don't understand what love means. It's because I'm assuming what I saw within my home was love. And I knew nothing aside from that. So the partners that I do choose, I'm assuming, okay, well, if my parent had patience with XYZ as a young child, I should have patience with this person and give them, you know, a fair shot in probably changing. And even though I'm not realizing that person could be gaslighting me, that person could be manipulating me, that person could be abusing me, taking advantage of me, I may not realize that that's what that was, specifically because my parent at the time never explained or defined what manipulation or gaslighting is. Um, so I have guests today as, you know, my family has guests and they too would be, um, you know, giving their own, you know, advice and background um, knowledge on the topic. So our first guest is my sister. You want to introduce yourself? Angel. Um, so what I just wanted to go ahead and add on to what Celeste said. Um, one of the things that I will point out is abuse can be, it doesn't have to be physical. It can be um, mentally um, and I feel like a lot of people don't know when they are being abused mentally. Um, some people just think that, oh, um, this is how I'm supposed to be loved. Like, this is okay. And it's not okay. And I feel like the love starts from home. And that's very important. And I say that because self-confidence and all of that, it comes from your parents. And I feel like as a child, you need that parent that's going to always like just 
have you in that condition just showing you so much conditional love like no matter what unconditional excuse me like just showing you that unconditional love like no matter what um i think that it's important to you know for you to tell your kids like you know like Oh, you look, I love your outfit. You look awesome. Like, get, just being, just All showing, positive words yeah, yeah, being, just being encouraging, you know? All of that starts from home. It does. Because it does. as an adult, you don't, these things can affect you as an adult. Mm-hmm. And they can make you insecure about yourself. Right, and your self-esteem, lack self-esteem. And, yeah. you know, it's important to show your kids that you love them. Mm-hmm. No because... What. When they grow up, they're going to go out there and they're going to be searching for that love that they lacked lacked in the home. Yeah, okay. Would you agree that there are certain parents, even though it starts from home, there are certain parents, depending on how they were raised, they may not know how to give us that love that we're seeking. Yes. Some of them don't even know that we want or we require hugs. We require... um, I love you. I, I love yous. And That's some, important. One-on-one time, like, you know, if the parent wants to take us on a date or take us out to eat or to the movies. We like that one-on-one time where we're allowing our parents to get to know us as individuals. Not just asking, how was your day at work? How was your day at work? How was school? What are your grades? Asking us, asking us what we're thinking, what's on our minds. What do we want to do? What do we want to become? What do we want to become? That's important. You know, like, it's not just knowing our name, knowing um, that we're our, your child. It's more to that. Just like when you go out into the world, just like when you go out into the world, you go to work or you go to school, you're introducing yourself at an interview. Or you're letting them know what you want to do in that field, whether it's school or work. You're letting them know what your career goals are, what you see yourself becoming. So... In hindsight, you have to get to know the person and they have to get to know you. And I feel like just because they are our parents, it doesn't mean that they know us. Because I can say, me being 30 years old, as far as my sexuality, my parents didn't know my sexuality because at that time, growing up, they didn't take the time to get to know who I was. It was, it was more than just saying, hey, this is my daughter. You have to take a next step to say, what do you like? What are your interests? What's your favorite color? Because I'm a very simple person. And if they did take the time to get to know me, they would have known that it didn't take much to make me happy. You know? Um, Jeff, do you have any input? Um, I mean, I do agree with what Andrew had said on a lot of things that there is big there's a big affirmation affirmation is a big word you know what i'm saying and it it takes pure honesty and vulnerability to feel a certain way you know what i'm saying and it and anything that you do involves in relationships you know what i'm saying like i always say this to other peers not just people that's like that's family that's friends you know the bank revolves in relationship um the child the, the stuff that how you talk to it how you talk to your child involves in you know it's, it's all a mental it becomes a mental thing and how you speak to your child mm-hmm. how you how you you know because it starts like you said so when it you does say start, so, sorry to cut you off no, when you say ahead. when you say mental you're saying in a sense of 
words that you say words, to your children, yes. right? Young as, at, as a a young, young as, at a young age, it stays it embedded with within you. their head. Yes. So if you're telling your child you're ugly or you're smart or you're you're not smart, you're dumb, you're incapable of doing X, Y, Z, they're going to go off into the world assuming that they cannot because in the home they were told they cannot, right? Yeah. So, right? So I can, so I'm just piggybacking off what you're saying, but go ahead. But yeah, so um, based on that, like, it plays a big part. It plays a big part in human nature. And, you know, love itself, too, is respect. Like, the respect that you have for one another. <laughs> the respect that you have for one another. So, and so, can I... Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead, Angel. Can we just say that... Can, well, can we all agree that parents can be toxic? Absolutely. Absolutely. There's very there's a lot of it, toxic ways and, and it does and it does and it does play hand in hand on who they were raised by, who raised them, and if their parent at the time were toxic. Um, would you like to speak? You may talk. Pause. Aside from what we were speaking about, I want to talk um, more on how childhood trauma can affect um, women different and men different. How would you say that your childhood trauma has played an impact on you? Um, I'm going to pass the mic to my brother. Well, childhood trauma would affect me a lot. Like, I'm not going to, you know what I'm saying? Um, growing up as a child, being in the home, seeing a lot of abusive situations that's going on, and then not being able to defend yourself or, or defend the other person at that point in time. Protect. Or to protect the person. And then... And when you do, you know what I'm saying, this, this does hurt a lot for me actually saying this. What does it make you feel at it's that like, moment when you can't protect them? This is a safe space. This is a safe space. It's like... This is a safe space. Go ahead. This is a safe space. Take your time. You know. Um. You know, seeing a lot of stuff that's going down, and then um. In certain situations, and learning the things that I'm actually growing up to see and hearing now. And um. Like. You know, I need you to understand. Sorry to cut you off. You, as a human, listen to your emotions. Just because you're a man does not mean you cannot feel emotion. You have every right to feel all your emotions. Feel them. Allow them to pass so that you don't have to keep revisiting them. Don't hold yourself back. Amen. Your emotion mm -hmm. is trying to come out. This is a safe space. We're all speaking in terms of what we feel. We're not here to judge you. We're listening to your perspective from your lens. Mm -hmm. So you have to let us see what child Jeff felt. Mm -hmm. And how child Jeff and his feelings are having an impact on adult Jeff. When you're ready, you can continue. Like, so... Um, 
you know, being in an abusive home, seeing all these things, getting like, you know, fighting, seeing all the impacts that's going on from getting, you know, getting hit on from like extension cords, you know, a lot of different objects being thrown at you or being used against you in a form of way. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, so you can't really, you can't really express yourself the way you can or defend yourself at that point in time because you feel like when you do try to, it's like, person has to lie for you or lie for that person or put that person first before you and it could are you saying in terms of significant others a significant others of, you know what pa- I'm saying? of parents of right? parents okay. but like as far as like growing up and then being a being being like you know i wasn't really taught at that point where it was like okay how 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 am i supposed to actually treat a girl? How am I supposed to talk to this person? How am I supposed to, you know, I just had to like kind of grow up and do it and just learn. Do you And think be rebellion at that point rebe- in time. Do you think anything as far as, is there anything that you learned within the home as a child that you find yourself mirroring into an adult? Um, well, I used to I used to see a lot of things that's mirroring and then that understanding it. Like, I didn't, I, I just, I don't know. I couldn't, I can't really, I can't really say on that part, but it's not that, you know, probably like fighting or fighting a significant yeah. other. Yeah, and just assuming that that was normal, right? Because that's probably, what you've seen. Yeah. Okay. So it's like, it's not something that I would like to do or like would want, but you know what I'm saying. But but you didn't. You, you, I didn't. I couldn't. I couldn't express it. And when and when you're trying to be vulnerable and actually let the person know that's how it. you feel, mm-hmm. it's always like I said before. Did you felt like? Did you feel like you were not being heard? No, nah, I wasn't when being you express, heard. When you express what made you uncomfortable as a child or what you didn't like to see in front of you did you feel like when you said that to your parent that you weren't heard i wasn't no no you felt like what you needed to say most of the things was just like if i wanted to say something and speak on my behalf it was like oh yeah oh stay out of grown folks and stay as stay out of this stay out of that like you understand like when you like me now i'm adult now i have my own child and i can't give that type of love to my own i could give that mm-hmm. a different type of love to my own child right. you know what i'm saying that's not what i would want for my own child right. because it's like i want my i would want my own child to be able to like be able to be vulnerable to tell me to talk to me about anything, anything. i mean there are gonna be some things i may not like mm-hmm. that i'm not gonna like about it but I have to be able to accept it, you know what okay. I'm saying, as to accept those things that I can't change, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, and raising and, and being part of the church or growing up in a church community, that's kind of like, you know, a lot of people see things different and a lot of people do things, think different mm-hmm. and from a different aspect, mm-hmm. you know. My question to you is, is... 
from the adult Jeff, is there anything that you would say to the child Jeff, the child in you? Because there's a, there's a child amongst all of us. What would you give that child as advice? I would say to that Jeff, I would say, man, I mean, like, I love you. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you may not see what's ahead of you. You may not know what's what you have, the full potential that you do have. Mm. You may not know the strengths or the weaknesses that you do have, but mm. those weaknesses that you do have can also become a strength. Yes. Mm-hmm. I love that. You know what I'm saying? I love that. So don't ever try to look at your failures as something because your failures can can be catalysts to your growth. Catalysts to my growth. I like that. Yes. I like that. Mm-hmm. Anyone else? Would you like I to? love that. That was, love that. that was really good. Yeah. yeah, so... Um, Go to him. <laughs> um, would you like to... Well, piggybacking off of what Jeff is saying, I do understand what he's saying because there are some points in your life as a small child, you're not realizing that... Get out of here. Not being heard, your opinions not mattering in that home. Like, for example, if I say... I don't want to eat a certain thing. That opinion should have meaning to you as an indiv- as a parent. Okay, my kid doesn't like to eat this. It shouldn't necessarily be, you know, because we were raised thinking, okay, what if we're not the ones paying the bills? We're not allowed to have an opinion. As small children, that's something that you're not supposed to teach your children. You're teaching them to not have a voice, to not have an opinion. You're teaching them to not come to you and say in honesty, hey, I may not like how you, I may not like how you cook this or or I don't like this or I don't like when you drop me here. I feel like me being a mom of two, if my kids were to say to me, hey, I don't want to go to this person's house, I'm going to listen to them because there may be a meaning behind why they don't want to go to that individual's house. There may be a meaning to why they feel uncomfortable with said individual. And I have to respect that because a lot of times when we go against the grain and we push our children onto people, um, later on in life, we're realizing that our children have been sexually abused. Our children have been abused, manipulated, um, you know, gaslit, lied about. A lot of things happen when we're not present. And as parents, I know for certain, not everywhere my kids go, I'm going to be there to protect them. But I have to allow them to have, um, you know, to provide them a safe space to come to me and say, hey, mom, this is what happened. I'm not comfortable with it. And I don't want to go here. As a mom, I need to listen to that. Like, you know what? You don't have to because I want them to be comfortable and I want them to be able to continue to come to me with anything that's concerning so I can be able to deal with it as a parent. When you silence your children, when you put them in position to feel as though what they say does not matter, you cannot expect them to continue to come to you with their fears, with their dreams, with their aspirations. If you don't want to hear the worst in them, why is it good for you to hear the best in them? You shouldn't be able to sit at the table with them when they graduate if you thought at the same time that they didn't have what it took for them to graduate. If you thought that they couldn't be successful, why is it that when they become successful, you want to be 
at the front wall and experience that success. If when they are down, you are not there to be there for them when they don't have it at all. As a parent, it means to, to have unconditional love. Love, when it comes to children, should be unconditional. It does not come with conditions. It shouldn't be, can you pay this bill for me? It shouldn't be, pay this bill for me and you can stay here. Do this for me and you can do that. It shouldn't be, it should, it should always be, I love you. I'm going to provide for you until I think you are, you know, mature enough or you are at a position where you're, you're mature enough to be on your own. Um, you I can, wanted to piggyback off of what you said, um, based off like, like based on success, like you got to be willing to, like I said, I was saying it, something about relationships and relationships has to involve a lot of things, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and your spouse and everything. Like if you're looking for longevity, like mm-hmm. longevity, a lot of people get into certain relationships as well to, to, hold space. to hold space, to hold that void and make it seem like that, that's that void until they figure out what they want. Until they figure out what they want mm-hmm. for themselves. Mm-hmm. And it's not, you're not going to find that in someone else. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So you got to be willing to accept a lot of change within that person. Because if growth is part of changing. Would you believe that it is very important? Would you, would you say that it's, it's important um, for people to get to know who they are? alone before going out and seeking other people because if I don't know who I am I cannot go and find an individual and expect them to love me with all of me if I don't know who I am if I don't know what I like it's important for you to spend time with yourself go to movies take yourself out to eat whatever it is that you like to do and us as individuals we involve we evolve. Some of us may want to hike. Some of us may want to just game or we're gamers or we like to hang around family and friends. I get that. I resonate with that. But it's important to know what you like personally. So when you're introducing this person, when you're meeting this person and you come into connection with this person, when you come into connection with this person, you don't put all the pressure on them making you happy. Because what's important is not them making you happy. It's your job to make yourself happy. And they can just add to your happiness. So you have to come whole to an individual. Come heal. Come heal. Don't come to people broken or looking out for what it is or trying to figure yourself out while you're occupying someone else's time in their space. Because that individual can too be healed and and whole and they probably want to love you correctly, but you're not going to be in a position to receive it. Right? that, That too, but there's a lot of confusion. In terms of? There's a lot of confusion in front and forms of love. Like a lot of people think love is just something like, okay, I sleep with this person, but that's not really love. There's love and there's lust. So that's a could, love language. That yeah, that is a love language, but mm-hmm. people get that confused. Love and lust, yeah. And love and lust. Absolutely. Like this you'll be in lust with somebody thinking that you're in love when you're not really in love. You're in lust. Because you find them sexually appeasing. You're you're finding yeah, finding sexually appeasing with someone. Yeah, I get You know that. what I'm saying? So that's just that's just my my opinion. Like you know, affirmation affirmation is key. Complimentary is is all their communication and comprehension. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, people miss on a lot of 
things, you know. The Bible even tell you, like, I'll, I'll even go against the word. I mean, I'm not sure if there's a lot of people that's are believers on on on, on this um on this podcast. But, but if, um, you know, it doesn't matter. I mean, whoever wants to listen, you know what I'm saying. So, the Bible even tell you, love is patience, love is kind, love is not easily boost, it's not easily what angered. Mm-hmm. So you have to be what slow to anger. Mm-hmm. You have to be so slow to. You got to be patient to it. You got to be willing to listen. You got to be willing to listen and take yourself, not just, not just take yourself out of your own emotion and mm-hmm. look, look in, take yourself out and look like it's, it's like look looking into a mirror and looking looking at yourself. You know, looking at your childhood self and saying, okay, this is how I feel. But looking at your outside of your body and see, okay, from the other perspective, how can I put myself in this person's shoes? Mm-hmm. How can I see, okay? Or how am I? How am I um, displaying myself to others? How am I displaying okay. myself to others? Okay. okay, this person may be going through a lot of situations in their life, and a lot of things that they're going through in their life. Mm-hmm. So you know, you do have your own struggles. Everyone do has their own struggles as well. So you got to see it like if God, God loves, I would say God loves unconditionally humans nowadays love on conditions, yeah. on conditions based off. If you do this for me, then yeah. I love you. Yeah. If you, if you do, do that, that right. for me, I love you. Or, yeah, right. Right. Exactly. That's that plays, you know, I hand at what I was saying in terms of like parents assuming that you can, you, I'll do this for you if you pay this bill or I'll do that for you. And it shouldn't come. It shouldn't be like that. I wanted to, I wanted to know what you guys thought about how important it is, um, the mother or father relationship, um, with a child, how it would affect a child, the lack of, or having it or or not having it. Cause me personally, me personally. Me personally, um, sorry guys, me personally, I feel like, um, Granted, I was raised in a one-parent household. Um, I do believe my mom did the best she could based off of what she knew. Mm-hmm. Um, I can only say that because I can see that if she knew more, she may have she she probably would have responded to things a little bit better, um, and then what then had then how she did. Um, and I realized that you know from my father's perspective, I didn't know too much about him. I wasn't around him as much. Um, it did play a um a big role in how like i said how i sought out for love because i didn't have that you know in terms of a father your father's supposed to be your first love when it when it comes to a girl um your father's supposed to be your first love and your mother's supposed to be the person that you look up to the person that you would want to you know fill that person's shoes like oh wow i want to be just like this individual um she's strong or she's mighty or she does this or she's whatever it is you want to be whatever that your mother is um, and I didn't realize as a small girl that my mom was. So when I would listen to other people's um, lifestyles and how they grew up, um, I knew that there were some similarities um, in terms of trauma. Um, but I knew that mine was really not normal. And I just wanted different. Um, I wanted to have different experiences, different uh, memories, um, 
as a child. And I know I didn't, it wasn't in my power to change that, you know, it wasn't in my power to change whatever it was that was going on. Um, granted, whatever it was that me and my siblings did experience within the home, um, it's gotten us here. We're in a space where, um, all that we've experienced has helped us evolve in some form or fashion. Um, yeah, so I'm just hoping that our views uh, today can help anyone, you know, that is just in a position to want to change. You know, if you feel like you want to change, if you feel like you're ready to change, or if you feel like, you know what, I'm ready to step out of uncertainty and just challenge what I'm used to. I want different, and it's okay to want different, as we all do here at this table. Um, Thank you for listening. Um, Until next time, here at Trauma and Tequilas, when life give you lime, we make tequilas. You guys have a good one.